Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we seek to equip the church to understand and live out its faith. I'm your host, Stephen Dew. I'm the preaching pastor at South Caraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We want to thank you for joining us today, and let's get right to today's episode. Welcome to the podcast. This is a brand new episode, and we have taken a couple of uh, weeks, or or a week at least, and uh, we broke off from the attributes of God. If you can remember, I guess, the last uh, couple of podcasts, we've been changing it up some, but we had started talking about the attributes of God because we want to understand biblical doctrine with the Doctrine Matters podcast. So what I hope to do is really get doctrine out there in the ears of people who might not study doctrine, might not understand doctrine, might not understand theology, and I just simply want to be able to put out what biblical doctrine is in a way that's understandable. So when I think about biblical doctrine, we first have to understand who the biblical God is, because we can't rightly understand doctrine if we don't know who God is. And, And if you were with us from the beginning, we started talking about the attributes of God, and we really got through one attribute, which is the solitariness of God, until um, I got sick. Maybe you heard the last couple of episodes. Uh, there was a time of not doing any episodes because of that, but I came back and really wanted to talk about the American gospel or the gospel in American churches, and even not just in American churches, but all over the world. Now, if you haven't listened to that, then uh go back and listen to that podcast and uh, hear about the the state of the gospel in many churches around here in your area too as well. So we did that and then me and a few men from our church and area that we live in went to the G3 conference in Atlanta, Georgia last week. We returned home Saturday evening and uh, we did do a podcast there. It was really late at night. It was about 12, 45, 1 o'clock in the morning when we did that podcast, but we wanted to just kind of lay out some of the things that we have learned and what uh, some of the things that we have heard about worship. So you can go back and listen to that. I had several men, a couple elders from our church, as well as a couple of other men, one from another church and one that's been visiting our church for a while. Uh, But we talked about worship in general in that episode, so we took a break. Uh, from the attributes of God over the last two episodes, and uh, now I want to bring it back to the attributes of God. Again, the first time we talked about the attributes of God, we talked about God reigning alone, that he exists uh, for no other, with no other. Uh, The triune God exists for himself, for his glory, and uh, we talked about that several weeks ago. Again, you can go back and listen to that. But we're going to get in now to the decrees of God. Now, this is a, an interesting topic when we start talking about the decrees of God because this is probably one heavily debated attribute of God. But if we understand who God is, it's easy to understand the decrees of God, because what people want to do with the decrees of God, and, and, and simply what the decrees of God means, it means that that God, in his purpose, determined everything with respect to future things. Now, that may sound a little 
wordy at first, but simply what the decrees of God means is that God has already determined everything that is going to play out in this earth from beginning to end in his purposes for his glory. And ultimately, when we read Romans chapter 8, 28, we see that if you are a believer in Christ, that everything that happens in your life has already been determined by God before the foundations of the world. So he knows exactly what you're going through, when you're going through it, and he moves you in these spots because he's already got everything planned out. He already knows everything that's going to happen. He already knows the end. And we see in the Bible that there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth one day. So for, for us to know that much about God, then we have to understand that God knows everything that has happened, that's going to happen, and it's all going to happen in his timing, in his perfect will, for his perfect glory, and we have to understand that. Yet, this is one of the most highly debated uh, topics when it comes to the attributes of God because what you see under the predetermining of all things included is salvation. Now, you may have heard of the doctrine of election. You may hear of free will. That is an ongoing debate that gets heavy and heavy and heavy at times. It should not get heavy and as mean-spirited and nasty as it does sometimes, especially between people that call themselves brothers or sisters in Christ. It is just not the way that God has intended his people to live and act in these certain things, especially when it comes to the doctrines that we find in the Bible. There is a way to disagree lovingly regardless of whatever side of the fence you fall on that because at the end of the day we can still worship under the banner that Jesus Christ is the way the truth and the life and no one comes to the father except through him and that salvation is by grace through faith it is not of yourself now we can talk about that more in the next episode and that's what I intend to do but first we have to understand that God is all-knowing so if we know that God is all-knowing, that means that he knows everything. Now, if we think about God not being all-knowing, that means that God is going to have to learn some things whenever it happens. For instance, if you, uh, God forbid, uh, something happens, maybe you have a car wreck, maybe a little fender bender tomorrow, then it's, many people will argue and say that, well, God didn't know you were going to have a car wreck. He, uh, just kind of found out when you did, when you had the wreck, or man, maybe you can say, well, I'm going to get up and put on a red sock and a blue sock this morning, and God's going to figure that out when I do it, because I have the choices to make in my life that I'm going to determine the outcome of, but if we understand that God is all-knowing, that he has sent his decrees out from the foundations of the world, then we have to understand that even in the smallest thing of putting on your socks in the morning, determining what color they're going to be, God already knew what color your socks were going to be before you put them on. Now, that may sound really, really tough to the human fleshly mind, and that's okay. It should, because these are hard things to wrestle with, especially when it comes to the Word of God. We have to wrestle with these things. We can't just rely on what other people have said. We can't just rely on commentary. We can't rely on human wisdom. You can't rely on everything I'm telling you, because I am simply teaching you in this podcast my biblical conviction. Now, the Bible tells you to go test the Spirit. So whatever I'm saying you, 
telling you today or any of these podcasts, you need to take your copy of God's Word and line it up with everything that I'm saying, filter it through a theological lens to make sure what I'm saying is accurate, and if you disagree with anything that I have been convicted of biblically and anything that I teach, you should be able to bring your rebuttals from the Scriptures. Now, unfortunately, many people want to bring their rebuttals from a YouTube link or from a Facebook post or from a Google uh, search, but nobody wants to bring their rebuttals from Scripture that they have studied. That's what it means to disagree. When you can bring a biblical conviction from the Bible and not have any kind of side articles, not have any kind of side videos, but you can come sit down and lay out your convictions with Scripture, at the end of the day, we might just have to agree to disagree and love and keep moving forward for the sake of the gospel and the glory of God. That is how you disagree with one another. Unfortunately, we have too many people that are slinging rocks, too many people that are just getting nasty about everything and, and just being really hateful to other brothers and sisters in Christ over what they believe biblically. And when you start talking about God predetermining things before the foundations of the earth, that's what hurts and, and, and gets people really frustrated about who God is and what he does. But again, I have to tell you, if we know God knows all, and we believe that God is in control of all things, and we believe that as the Bible teaches in the book of Psalms that God is in the heavens, he does whatever he pleases, then we have to understand that God is not just going to learn something when it happens. If that's the kind of God we serve, then I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm going to say that we serve a weak God. If, if we serve a God that could create the whole universe, that could create man from dust, that could breathe into his life and create man and take a rib from man and create woman, create all the animals we see, the trees, the water, uh, everything that we see in creation. If we can see God knit together babies in a mother's womb, then what makes us think that God is just going to learn something when it unfolds in front of us. Now, our fleshly minds, yes, we learn things every day. We wake up in the morning and we do not know what our day is going to hold. We do not know what the future is going to look like. We do not know what the week is going to look like. But one thing that we can rest in is knowing that God that is sitting, that, is, that God is there in the heavens and, and Jesus is sitting on his throne right next to him at the right hand of God, we have to understand that that is a God that created all these things, that does all these things, that knows exactly what your day holds. It's a God that knows exactly what your week holds. It's a God that knows exactly when you have, were going to breathe your first breath. And to be honest with you, the God that we serve of the Bible knows exactly when you're going to breathe your last breath. Why? Because he's all-knowing. He is God. He sits. He reigns. Christ reigns supreme. We see the Trinity is holy, holy, holy. We know that God, creator of all things, how can he not know everything? The Bible is full of things that talk about God's decrees, his eternal purposes and eternal will we see in psalm chapter 2 verse 7 the very word decree is found there ephesians chapter three eleven talks about god's eternal purposes 
Peter in Acts chapter 2 verses 23 says that he, Jesus, was delivered up according to God's determined plan and foreknowledge. Ephesians 1, 9, we read words like the mystery of his will. And here's what we must understand about God, that it's God's will is just what, the, just what it says. It's God's will. This means that it's his purposes for this world that he carries out for his good pleasure. You see, God has planned out all things before time began. From eternity's past, God would decree all things according to his will. All things, great or small. Now, we have to understand that if God is determining all things by his will and for his great pleasure, we have to understand that God, yes, has decreed all things except evil. Now, we know that God can allow evil. He can, um, we see Satan in the book of Job getting permission from God to do the things he did to Job. So God allows evil, but he is not the author of evil. That's when, when we read back in uh, Peter in Acts chapter 2, 23, when he's talking about Jesus being delivered up according to God's determined plan and foreknowledge, we have to understand that God wasn't the author of evil. Something happened on in the kingdom that caused Satan and a third of the angels to fall. That's a thing that we would love to read in Scripture of what exactly happened up there. We would love to understand what sin was committed, what happened, how that all went down. But what we do know that there was evil, and it was in the garden. When Adam and Eve were in the garden, they were tempted. They gave in. They ate the fruit of the tree. They were tempted, and they have sinned. Evil has now entered man, has entered the world, and as a result of the fall in Genesis chapter 3, Sin and death has spread to all men, as Romans 5 teaches. So when we think about God giving up Jesus in a predetermined, foreordained plan from the beginning of time, we have to understand that when sin came into this world, it did not shock God. God is not learning about this sin as Adam and Eve do, right? When God knows what's going to happen. Jesus was not God's plan B, C, D, or E. Jesus was God's plan A because he knew that Adam and Eve were going to sin in the garden. Could he have prevented it? Yes, he could have prevented it. Did he? No, because it was according to God's will, right? So we see that sin existed. Now, there's consequences for defying a holy and perfect God. That's, I think, if, if, if Adam and Eve had sinned, and then God just comes behind them and says, it's okay, wipes their mouth, holds them tight, and says, I'm going to cover you. I got your back. You can uh, go on about your way. Just go ahead and just frolic and play and keep naming the animals. It's okay. You're all right. You're my buddy. You're my pal. No. Well, they not, there's nothing there. Are you going to let your kid get away with defying your authority? Are you going to let your child run around and be mean to you, be mean to others, call people's name. If you're a good father or a good mother, you're going to say, child, you don't do those things. And if you do those things, there's going to be consequences. There's consequences for running in the middle of the street. 
I know many runners. I, I've, I've ran myself. I run myself still sometimes, uh, mostly on the treadmill. Now I'm getting old. But I've never seen any runners running in the middle of the street unless it was, of course, a, a race or a marathon or something where they've got the streets blocked off. But nobody runs in the middle of the street. Why? Because there's consequences for running in the middle of the street, for doing things that are not lawful. You should not run in the street. Matter of fact, I think if you're running down the middle of the street, you're going to get pulled over and you're going to be asked to move to the sidewalk. And if you defy the authorities there, you're probably going to get a, a ticket or even arrested. So what makes us think that we can defy a holy God, especially Adam and Eve? They've defied a holy God. And if God would have just said, it's okay, babies, just it's okay, you're good, come to daddy, live in my basement until you're 40 years old and, and uh, play PlayStation. No. That's not going to happen anyway. There was no things there. But God is not going to cover up sin. There is consequences for sin. And death and sin and death has spread to all men as a result. Now, there was a question sometime. I've seen a question and answer. Many of you may have seen this with R.C. Sproul. The question was asked, why was the punishment so severe when Adam and Eve defied God in the garden? Now, R.C. goes on to explain that this creature from the dirt defied God and lived several several hundred more years, right? He didn't die instantly like he deserved, but God allowed him to live, although there was consequences for sin. He didn't just drop dead immediately. So we serve a patient, loving God, but we do see God it has consequences for sin. Although he's not the author of evil, he allows it. And there's consequences for it. And the consequences are death. So we needed a Savior. So Jesus preordained and determined, or God preordained and determined his very own son to be sent to this earth to die for the sins of many. And if you read your Bible, and this is another, this is what we're going to get into probably the second, next part two of this episode is the sins of of the elect. Now, what does that mean? The ones that were foreordained and chosen before the foundations of the world in Christ. Now, that is a touchy subject, and it should be, but here's the thing. We have to study our Bibles, and I don't, I don't expect anyone to hear this that doesn't study their Bible to agree with me on this point. Because we hear things, we have traditions, we have ways that we've been taught growing up, and we just have those things stuck in our minds, and that's just the way we're going to believe whether you like it or not. Now, I was the same way when it comes to the predetermining of God and his plans for this world and his plans for me and his plans for those that would be saved, those that were uh, predestined or preordained before the foundations of the world that were called and chosen. Now, I had wrestled wrestled with that, that issue many times before until the Lord had just allowed me to get in the Word of God and see exactly what God was saying in His Word about all of these doctrines, and I'm still learning. But I want to help you understand that you're never going to be able to learn true biblical doctrine just by listening to me. You're never going to learn true biblical doctrine just by listening to your local pastor. You're not going to learn biblical doctrine just by watching YouTube videos. These are very, very, very big helps to get you pointed in the right direction if you need to. But everything that you listen to should point you directly to the Bible. You should go to the Bible, your copy of God's Word, and read it. And not only read it, but study it. 
Because everything that you find in there matters. Doctrine matters. Theology matters. The truths that we confess matters. And we find these things in the scriptures. And when we think about the decrees of God, we have to think about a God that has numbered our days. I told you that he knew the first breath you'd breathe, when that would be, what time that would be. And he knows exactly when your last breath will be. The Bible says the hairs of our heads are numbered. So this is a God that knows all. So we cannot just look over the fact that God knows everything, that God has decreed everything. We have to understand that God is God, and we are not. We can't look over it. We have to understand it. We have to believe it. We have to look in the Bible. It's amazing to me how easy it is once we've seen it in the scriptures that God, man, he is in control of all things. And this is his, not ours. Everything in this universe is his. It belongs to him. We are just able to enjoy it. Now, if if you or me would have been able to create a whole universe if we had been able to create human beings, if we were able to create trees and water and and the very breath that gives those things life, if we were able to do that, then guess what? Then we would be able to determine everything that ever happens in this world. But here's the reality of all of this tonight, is that we are not God. And when we try to usurp his sovereignty, when we try to remove him from the throne and we devalue who he is and his attributes, and we try to intertwine our flesh into God's attributes, we have fallen into sin because we cannot intertwine our fleshly thoughts and ideas with a holy, perfect God that has already planned out the entirety of this universe. He has planned it out so far that he knows exactly when this new heaven and new earth will come into existence. He knows exactly when he's going to send his son Jesus back to gather the saints, those that are in Christ. He's coming back to judge the living and the dead, the Bible says, and God has preordained that from the beginning of the world. He's not just learning these things on the fly. He's not just making them up as he goes. He's not just living willy-nilly, chaotically, living from day to day. That's how we do. And listen, even us as human beings that are in the flesh, that, have, that are all a result of the fall, we live in a sinful world, we still, as humans, will plan our days accordingly. We've got planners. We've got calendars. We will plan out our weeks. We'll even plan out our meals for the week. We will plan out everything we can. But I want to bring you back to the Bible. Proverbs 16:9 tells us that Man plans his way in his heart. But listen to this. The Lord establishes his steps. That is all we need to know when it comes to the God of the Bible is that man can plan to wear a red and a blue sock, but guess who's establishing those steps? Guess who is provided the means for you to get to those red and blue socks. Now, I know this may be a, a really terrible argument. It may be a, uh, um, I mean, we're talking about socks, for goodness sakes. I mean, is that really a big deal? 
Well, I can tell you this. The God that I know of the Bible, the God that I serve, the God that I believe has already ordained what color socks you're going to wear. There is nothing that God is going to learn. There is nothing that God is going to just shake him up and shake him off his throne and in complete uh, surprise. God remains steadfast. Jesus Christ remains steadfast at the right hand of God, seated on his throne. Nothing is taking them by surprise because they know all things. And again, I'll tell you this. I'll tell uh, uh, another example. If you're able to come to this earth, die for the sins of many, and shed your blood, and then be dead for three days, and then ascend into heaven alive, well, then you can call the shots. But ladies and gentlemen, we have not done that. We cannot do that. God has done this and has ordained this. He's ordained the means. He's, he has got it all figured out already. So that should bring us comfort. And as we close this episode, I want to talk about that just for a second. That the fact that God knows everything that's going to happen in your life and everything that has happened should bring us comfort. Now, you may be thinking, well, I've had some pretty serious things happen to me in my life that I don't like, I don't appreciate, I don't understand. It's frustrating, it's it's heartbreaking, it's sad. Maybe you can't pay your bills right now. Maybe you've got a medical condition. Maybe you've just got a doctor's report back that you're fixing to have a long, hard road of cancer. Maybe it's uh, the death of a loved one. Maybe it's whatever it is. But I'm going to tell you that God already has had these things planned out And although they may, for us in the flesh, be terrible, be frustrating, be seemingly bad, God, according to Romans 8.28, is working all things out in your life for his glory and for your good. So nothing is wasted. I don't want you to think that God has a bad plan or God has a bad plan for your life. Now, you can go listen to Joel Osteen, Stephen Furtick, T.D. Jakes, Creflo Dollar, Kenneth Copeland, Jesse Duplantis, Joyce Meyer. Um, The list can go on and on. You can go listen to those people, and they're going to tell you that you're going to have a great life, that God wants the best for you, that God wants you to be healthy, wealthy, and prosperous, and he wants you to have your big breakthrough soon, and it's coming. You just need to stay stay the course, be faithful, because your breakthrough's coming where everything is going to go your way. Listen, Things may never go your way according to your standards on this earth, but one thing I can tell you that if you belong to Christ, if you belong to God, if you're one of his sheep, he is working all things out for your good. And what is your good? If you read on, the Bible says it's to conform to the image of Christ. That means that as we suffer in this lifetime, we're becoming more and more like Christ as a result of the Spirit working in us to sanctify us to become more like Jesus. Now, this should bring us great comfort, not in a sense that we should have everything work out the way we want it, but in a sense to know that we're becoming more like Christ, which is doing a couple things. One, it's affirming our salvation. It's affirming our justification. It's affirming our adoption. We're going to get into these doctrines on this podcast, but the doctrine of adoption is amazing. So when you are adopted in the family, it's only then that you can be conformed to the image of that family. And that is what God is doing in the life of a believer. So it confirms salvation. It confirms justification. It confirms the adoption. It confirms that you're being sanctified. And what we're ultimately looking forward to 
is it affirms that one day you will be glorified in Christ Jesus for all of eternity. No more sin, no more sorrow, no more sickness, no more pain, no more tears. It'll all be over, and we will live with God in a new heaven and a new earth. I can think of Romans chapter eight eighteen that I'll paraphrase, and it simply says that the sufferings and the present sufferings of this day they pale in comparison to the glory that we're going to receive in eternity. So you may be thinking that God has really dealt you a bad hand, but if you're in Christ, you've got the best hand you could ever have because he is going to shape you and mold you into the image of his son, Jesus, and that's the goal. The goal in life is to glorify God and get enjoy him forever, and we do so by being obedient to his word, which helps us conform to the image of his son. And when we go through these difficult things and these difficult times in life, he is still working in us. He's molding us. And that's a great thing to think about. So what about you as we wind this podcast down? What do you think about the decrees of God? Do you believe that he has predetermined all things before the foundations of the world? Do you think God is learning things as we go? Is there a middle ground in between that you uh, may think about? or may hold to, what are your beliefs when it comes to the doctor? Uh, I'm sorry, the, the decrees of God, which is one of his attributes. What do you believe about that? Drop us a comment, drop us an email, Podcast at gmail.com, and let us know what you think about the decrees of God. Looking forward to continuing next week as we're going to continue to talk about the decrees of God as he has preordained those that will be saved as well as the means as to which they will be saved by. That should be a dandy of a conversation. I hope that you will tune in for the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you think. Comment, like, find us on iTunes or a podcast. Find us on Google Play. Uh, Leave us a review if you would. That would be nice. And uh, thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to many, many more of these, many special guests to come. But as for us right now, as for the podcast, we shall say so long. Until next time, God bless.